Today, the Eagles are 13 and 1. I love it. Love it. Happy to be here. You know, just happy to be here. Happy to celebrate another win. What a weekend. Lots and lots to talk about. And um, it's just nice seeing both of your faces, as always. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, probably the most insane weekend of football I, I, I can remember. Uh, starting off on Saturday with the biggest comeback in NFL history. With the Colts uh, losing, and dude, Matt Ryan just cannot get on the other side of history with just blown games. Um, what was it? The 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 Vikings were down thirty three nothing at the half. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely wild to see that. And then you had the Mac Jones, uh, well, not Mac Jones, but the New England Patriots just absolutely imploding. You had a questionable call last night with the with the New York Giants and the and the Commanders. Um, oh, oh, and don't forget about those 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 the Dallas other, Cowboys. The other implosion that happened in Florida was the Dallas Cowboys losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Zach Prescott with a pick six, which wasn't his fault. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time today talking about Dallas. But first things first, Ali, you were down in Chicago. You took the first flight out from where Minnesota to Soldier yep. Field. Want to hear all about your experience. How did the morning go? How was the weather? Let's talk a little bit about it, and then we'll get into two up, two down. But Ali, tell us about your trip. Yeah, I mean, my my uh, throat's a little sore from all the screaming yesterday, and I'm definitely feeling a little sick. Kickoff temperature was 19 degrees, and with that wind chill, it had to be zero or below zero. My, wow. m- my wife, who was with me, has to be like the happiest person on earth. There was a point in the game where I looked at her and she looked like she was going to cry because of how cold it was. Holly, you have no facial hair. What the heck did you have for protection from the, from the elements? Uh, I was wearing a balaclava. The, you know, one of those face coverings, like you, you kind of like put it over your head and it covers your, your face. Yeah. You know, balaclava. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got like can several balak. I have a not, whole balakava like not, assortment upstairs. Can I get not one to at be Kohl's? Con- yeah, I'd, maybe you can potentially. Not to be confused with a baklava, you know, the delicious Greek treat. But, oh, that's uh, what I have upstairs. Sorry, I thought you were, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have baklava wrapped in a baklava. It just helps keep the baklava <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Uh, the, the environment was, was incredible to be honest, right? Like it's such a historic site. It's the oldest stadium in the NFL, um, which basically how you were describing MetLife stadium last week, Alex, I feel like this one was better. So the oldest stadium in the NFL is better than MetLife stadium, which shouldn't come as a surprise. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
But no, so we got there pretty early. So the, the stadium opened at around 10. We were like, I don't know, the 10th people in line to get in the stadium. And when we got out to the field, found our seats, we were about like six or seven rows behind the Eagles sideline. Amazing. And they were already warming up. We saw Dallas Goddard out there. He was like signing autographs for the fans in like a t-shirt and shorts. And I was like, this dude is insane. But uh, I, I ended up screaming out to him. I was like, are you playing today? He was like, no, it doesn't look like it. Maybe next week, though. And I was like, all right, love it, right? Like, rest this guy. We don't need to, to, to bring him back super early in a game that should be a relatively easy win. Um, but no, for the most part, I think Eagles Nation showed up in a big way. I'd say that stadium was maybe like 25% Eagles fans, which is insane, right? Like, it's Chicago. It's, it's a pretty big Bears sports town. Uh, and, and we took over that stadium and, and frankly, you know, some of the guys I was sitting next to whenever I'd like stand up and start cheering every time we, we'd do something amazing. Uh, he'd look at me and be like, yeah, I really need you guys to win. I, I got money on this game for the uh. Eagles to win. So no, it was such a great experience aside from the cold, but, uh, no, I'd definitely do it again. How was the how was the stadium overall? Like, how were the concessions? What was the what was the food? I just imagine have have nothing th- but Chicago dogs and deep dish pizzas. Please tell me, for the love of God, please tell me there were not there was not a Chicago cheesesteak vendor. A Chicago fil- uh, famous cheesesteak, yeah. There was a I think there was a Chicago New York cheesesteak. I think that's what they called it. No, it was just what is, what <laughs> no. I'm, disres- I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to hit the fail <laughs> effect on the soundboard. Jeez. No, no, they had they had Chicago hot dogs. They had Chicago deep dish pizzas. Um, I wasn't cared, caring about any of that. All I wanted was some hot cocoa because of how cold it was. Yeah, Honestly, I said, like I said, we got there at ten o'clock. Um, they had the World Cup match playing on the jumbotron right before you know up until kickoff. Um, but I probably stopped feeling my toes at like ten forty five. And I didn't feel them until like five <laughs> o'clock that night when I was like on my way back to the airport. So I do want to, we should definitely get into two up, two down. But I, I, I think one question I want to ask that, that Hurt said at the end of the game that he had a little bit of a difficult time seeing the field and he couldn't feel his hands because they were numb. I yeah. mean, was it really that brutally cold that like, listen, I'm inside 70 degrees inside of my house watching this. Like, oh yeah, these guys are, these guys are soft, right? But like, I mean, was was it really truly that bad? I can't remember the last time we've had a zero degree day here in, in Philadelphia. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm no scientist, but if 32 degrees is freezing, then 19 degrees sounds miserable. So, but I think the factor that we're not talking about here was the wind chill. I'm telling you, it mm. was as soon as that wind hits your face, hits your arms, like it's got. I, I felt zero degrees before. I felt sub zero temperatures <laughs> before. This was exactly that. And when he's saying like his his hands were numb, I totally believe I'm telling you, like my toes were were numb 45 minutes after walking around the stadium. I can only make, like I was wearing a T-shirt like he wasn't even wearing long sleeves. So, no, it was it was one of the coldest experiences I've had in my life, like let alone football game. This is one of the most coldest experiences I've ever had. Wow, that's wild. That's wild to hear. You're one tough dude. So that's uh, that's definitely a big testament to it. All right, Andrew, you ready to do it? I'm ready, man. Let's do it. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. I'm going to start us off here because I kind of want to go back to what you started talking about to begin the show. And my first up is not directly related to the Eagles. I'm going a little off script. Um, 
you had said that it was one of the craziest football weekends that you can remember. I just am going to put it out there as a whole. When you include uh, the other football, when you include the World Cup, this was I'm telling you, I have not the, the finishes that happened in like four or five different games. I have never seen a like a weekend of sports that was like what I witnessed this past weekend. It started with the Vikings game and like there's just there's something weird about the connections between these historical happenings. So, boys, let's think about this for a second. They set the new record for the largest comeback in NFL history. Before that, it was the Buffalo Bills, who I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, were down 32 to nothing at halftime against the Houston Oilers. And this was what, early 90s? I remember watching like NFL films on ESPN2 when I got home from from school. And they, you know, anyway. um, Frank Reich. Frank Reich was the quarterback who led that historical comeback. And now what team just gave up the largest comeback in NFL history? The Indianapolis Colts, who just let go of Frank Reich three weeks ago. How I don't I can't even put into words how weird that is. And it's got to be pretty cool to be like, not only did I break the pre well, I had the previous record for the largest comeback, but then they got rid of me. And now I just I'm watching this team crumble right before my very eyes. So that was insane. The World Cup final was insane. You have, you know, you have Messi and you have Mbappe who are like. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, essentially, and they both had extraordinary games. Um, I hate the penalty shootout, but that's that's aside from the point. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, Alex, the, the Raiders, that last play of the Patriots Raiders game, the ending of the Dallas game. I'm probably forgetting one more game that had a wild finish. Well, but the, it was the just bang, the Bengals came back against the, the Bengals. The, the, huge comeback. Yeah. Huge the comeback right there. The <laughs> Titans, the Titans almost did it to the Chargers, and the Titans had one of the most insane interceptions I've ever seen. Did you look? It looked like a volleyball set where the guy caught it out of bounds and was in the air and threw it back into oh. his other player in the end zone, and it ended up being a touchback. Nice, nice. Um, I, I was hammering. Well, when when Malik Willis went into the game because uh, Tannehill went out for a few plays, I started hammering. Tennessee money line plus 400 odds <laughs> and they lying. they had it yeah and then they had it at the end that, yeah because oh by the way I just have to apologize to Andrew we were making fun of you so hard when you said that you were going to bet on the Vikings to come back and oh win yeah that, oh, and when that Colts game we're like <laughs> all right dude like there's comebacks and then there's this there's no way that that could happen and now, you know granted I did say that well before it was 33 to zero. I think I probably said that at around 17, nothing. I'm like, don't worry. It's early. This is what the Vikings do. This will still be a game. I did not see any of that coming. So, um, oh, and just like uh, the Raiders and the Patriots connection there, like, of course it would be Josh. I think it's Josh McDaniels, right? Who's the head coach of the Raiders, formerly the offensive coordinator with the Patriots for years and years. And then he wins that epic game. So, one up, awesome weekend. Awesome. Second oh, up, let's not forget the uh, the Texans against the Chiefs. They they yeah. almost made a comeback of that one too. The Texans went to are overtime. Man, yep. You're, it, it never ends. I how's my brain? I can't. And I just it's too much to consume. My second up, I guess I only have one thing that I'm allowed to choose in this Eagles game. So, um, do I want to go on the offensive side or the defensive side? All right, uh, I'm going to go defense. The sacks, huge, 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 huge day. Uh, we had multiple players 
who had multiple sacks, uh, Josh Sweat. We had Joshua Devon- Perspiration. Joshua Perspiration. That's right. Uh, we had uh, Javon Hargrave and then Temple Owl, former Temple Owl, forever a Temple Owl. Hassan Reddick, huge, huge day Career for Hassan Reddick. Career day for Hassan Reddick, man. And that's the thing when you are like, there is something about like being a, you know that you're a good player when it just seems like you are there every time that there is a huge play. Like these things don't happen by accident. And that's how I've been feeling about Gardner Johnson this year. It's like, it's not just coincidence that these players happen to find themselves with interceptions or, or turnovers or sacks. It's like these these were such awesome pickups that we've made and all of them are contributing. Um, it was not the Robert Quinn revenge game this weekend that I think that we were all hoping for, but, um, but Hey, what can you do? So those are my two ups. I'll send it over to you, Alex. Yeah. Well, 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 keeping it on the, on the defensive side of the ball, I actually read the stat before when we were, when we were planning the show, we sacked uh, Justin Fields six times for a total of 61 lost yards. Miles I guess Sanders that's what happens at, when, Miles, when a quarterback scrambles, you know? Our rushing leader was Jalen Hurts with positive 61 yards. Miles Sanders <laughs> with 42 yards. And we sacked them as much as, as uh, Jalen Hurts rushed down the field. So uh, here, here's my first up for the day. And it's going to sound a little bit like, huh, at first? Jalen Hurts did not have the, the best game. How many, how many interceptions did he throw this whole entire season? Three, Three. up until this game? How many did he throw this game? Two. I know two. he had two in the first half. I mean, that was it was ugly. But the thing that I like about that, right, is he still threw for 315 yards that game. And the thing that I love seeing about, like, when you have a team that's doing as good as we are, like, I think we were all a little bit relieved that the commanders beat us because now it's like, okay. Now we don't have to. Now we know what to do to not repeat ourselves that game. And Jalen Hurts coming out throwing two interceptions, still came back, threw the ball, did what he needed to do. I th- felt looked pretty good. And we're going to talk a little bit about his injury here in a little bit. Uh, fell on his shoulder, uh, sprained his shoulder, and is still throwing dots to AJ Brown down the field. Um, our wide receivers: uh, AJ Brown, 181 yards; Devonta Smith, 126 yards. Maybe. I'm not looking at it the same way. It didn't feel like they had that big of a game, did it, guys? Like, did it really look like it was like like a 300 plus yard game with the turnovers and everything that we saw? Or, or am I just am I missing the ball, the mark here? I mean, from my perspective, I, I so I, I kind of disagree, right? Because the the 315 yards by Jalen Hurts, he threw the ball. Actually, you know, attempted to throw the ball. Um, for 20 yards down the field, 12 times. That's the mm. most out of any quarterback in any game this season. For whatever reason, the Eagles game plan was to just go deep every single, like a lot, right? Like a third of his passes were were long balls. For whatever reason, obviously it didn't establish the run. But yeah, I, I mean, to me, it seemed like Devontae Smith and AJ Brown were just running go routes on pretty much almost every single play. Like even the people sitting next to me were like, holy crap, you guys just keep airing it out and bombing it down the field. Yeah. To to your point, right. It didn't seem like there were a lot of, you know, big plays by AJ Brown or Devontae Smith outside of those like, Hey, just caught the ball running go routes on the sideline. And I, and just looking at the numbers here uh, and, and try to keep up with me here. It looks like uh, AJ Brown. So he had a 68 yard reception, a, a, a long of 68, and he had 181 yards. So about a third of his yards came on one large play. 
Devontae Smith had uh, 125 uh, 126 and 45 yards of that came on one play, which again is about a third of his yardage. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw for. 315 on the day and like a literally a third of his yardage came on those those two long plays but even so it's like aj had nine catches for 181 that's averaging over 20 yards of reception Devonte had uh five for 126 that's over 25 yards uh, of reception and you know when i think about this game it was the the eagles just got off to a very slow start and it just seemed like um as the game went on, I, I thought Devontae Smith established himself in the game pretty early. I think it took a little bit of time for A.J., although those slant routes, and I think they may have mentioned this in the broadcast, but A.J. Brown just on those slant routes is next to impossible. So, um, Alex, yeah, just to your point, I think it's it doesn't matter how slow this team starts because they have so many ways that they can just break you apart on defense and, and they can kind of make up for those early mistakes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and and then really the whole point of of with that is Hurts still come overcoming adversity, right? Can't feel his hands, cold environment, through so many interceptions. It seems like it's not getting to him, and he's still going out there and making good plays. Like that's like the overall the, the overall point there, right? Second up, um, I like doing this because there's just two people that I really want to call out. First is Kayvon Wallace on the defense. It seemed like he was mm-hmm. everywhere, right spot, right time. We even talked about it before. Do you put Maddox back there as a as a safety or what? Uh, so what? He's our third string, primarily a special teams player, right? Coming in, so so uh, Chauncey Gardner's out. Reed Blankenship is out. Kayvon Wallace is back there, and I felt like I heard his name multiple times throughout the uh, throughout the um, throughout the uh, um, broadcast. And I'm looking at the stat line here. Most, yeah, most solo tackles on the team was seven solo tackles yesterday. And I felt like I heard his name multiple times. And the second person I want to call out was wide receiver one, who I think is making a huge, huge uh, area of improvement is Devonta Smith with these contested catches. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome, man. You, you get Devonta Smith playing like he did on on Sunday with AJ Brown in the playoffs. Like they they will be unstoppable. I mean, Hertz has so much trust in AJ Brown that he's just throwing it at defenders' faces, and AJ Brown's pulling him in. You do the same thing on the other side of the field, Devonta Smith. You got a huge problem. So shout out to those two guys. I didn't even know uh, Kayvon Wallace had the most amount of solo tackles on the team yesterday. I just remember hearing his name a lot. But way to way to step up there. Guys, imagine if Jalen Hurts was saying his hands were numb, what these receivers had to go through to get their, I mean, that, that ball is coming in yeah, pretty hot and heavy and they got to catch it with numb fingertips. Like that's, that's a, that's a feat in itself. I don't understand how these guys can like not wear sleeves or any sort of layers. They're just rocking just their bare arms in the freezing cold. I don't, I don't know. Just like the, like ice baths, people that just pop in, in these big old yeah. buckets of ice. How have you have either one of you taken a nice bath? Would you? Nope. If for like a second, just to say, yeah, no, no, se- I wouldn't even do it for a second. Yeah, there's like no point of doing it for a second. If you're gonna do it, just like just get in there, you know, yeah. just lose feeling of all your parts. All right, let's get into the downs. What do you say? Let's all go. right, let's do, let's it. do it. Cool. Um, all right, let's start. Let's 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 start off with kind of a common one that's come up before um but first and foremost i gotta go with just the lack of run game early in the ball game and we saw i mean it's easy it's easier to kind of you know zoom in on that when we're not having success through the air so 
I think I brought this up last week as one of my downs, but it's like, well, who could argue it when we were just scoring at will and we didn't get off to a slow start like we did this game. So uh, I really would have liked to have seen Miles Sanders involved a lot earlier in the game. Um, I know he lost a fumble. I think that might have actually been his first lost fumble of the year. Uh, so just overall, um, the, the offensive game plan was a little... I don't know. It just it, it, it felt yeah. it fell a little bit flat. Yeah, it's just and like Ali said. It was it was aired out downfield all the time. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. I, I still. It, it's interesting because my my. I feel like it wasn't a game where we threw three fifteen, but like it totally was a game where we threw three. I, I don't know. Maybe it was just. And that's I have it. No idea. Turnovers are going to happen. Even even messy interceptions or underthrown balls or or quarterback and receiver not on the same page. So yeah, they they were ugly plays, and it's it's not what we've been seeing this year. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad that it's it's out of the system. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm the, the the important thing is that they held on to win despite a kind of a lackluster performance. As for yeah, my, yeah, I, go ahead, I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'd say I, I completely agree. Uh, I think it was. Uh, 18 plays that we ran before we had a designed Miles Sanders run, which to me, I I mean, just fundamentals of football, run the ball, establish the run game, which opens up your pass game. And, and for the last couple of weeks, we've kind of been doing the opposite of that kind of at will to your point, right? Like who's going to really argue it when we're seeing results, but in a case where it's cold, your quarterback says it's it's freezing enough to where he doesn't feel his fingers. Obviously, your wide receivers are going to have trouble catching the ball. Like this is a run the ball kind of day, um, and it didn't. You know, I, I didn't actually see it start clicking until towards the the end of the second quarter. But at that point, I think the the stat line in the stadium said like in the first half we had like eight minutes of possession compared to their you know their twenty something. So yep, and it it. it- the very first drive of the game, I, I recall Chicago just kind of moving the ball slowly down the field. It, it seemed like they ripped like six, seven minutes off off the clock in that first quarter. Uh, but we're not on ups anymore. But I do feel like as much success or, or even though Chicago was doing well with time of possession, it never seemed like it really turned into too disastrous of, of points or they didn't. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm going to get to my second down here. And. I guess it's just the fact that Chicago is not a good team and they were kind of within striking distance the entire game. So it wasn't a comfortable win. Um, it's I know it's a little bit vague, but as you're watching it, it's like this is not a game that we wanted to go in and feel like we were going to have to sweat it out. And a lot of the game was a one possession ball game. Um, it's great to see that finally or not finally, but our, our defense really kind of was was able to take a lot of the attention, a lot of the positive attention. Cause I do think that we spent a lot of time just really, you know, gushing over the offense and, and how great they look every week. So the fact that the defense was able to really bring pressure, get to the quarterback, make their presence known, make big plays. Um, Cause yeah, we turn the ball over a lot more than what we're used to. We, we are a team mm-hmm. that has done a great job of securing the football and turning it over is never a good formula to victory. So the fact that like the Eagles were able to, to, Win the game is great, and I think good teams are always going to find ways to win games that that are against yeah. bad opponents. But um, but yeah, it was just an uncomfortable game, and I'm 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 glad that it's over with. Yeah, well, I mean, it, and and I'll get into my two downs here. 
Um, but even if you look at the stat line here, right, uh, we had 421 yards of total offense and, and the Bears had 248. I mean, that doesn't sound like a five point differential, less than, you know, one possession uh, to, to be able to put that game away. Um, and that came down to the turnovers that Miles Sanders turnover was was dreadful, man. And that got him right back into it. And that's why, like, turnovers are just like an absolute Achilles heel um, into into how you can lose games. So. Um, a part of me, like I said earlier, I'm actually kind of happy it happened because I feel like we haven't fallen into a trap where we do the, do, we do the same thing twice, right? Like, Hey, we're a really bad run defense. Okay. Well, we'll just go get some guys that can fill up the run and they're doing really well. Oh, we're not putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Dude, Hassan Reddick and Sue and all these guys. I mean, they're just getting there, right? With someone that's rushing like, like fields, um, Oh, we lost against the Commanders. Yeah, we've we've won every single game since then. So I'm kind of excited that like it it's over, right? We're gonna play bad games. I'd rather play the bad games now. I'd rather have the turnovers now. I'd rather have Jalen in as many situations as possible where he can overcome that adversity and 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 this doesn't impact us come the playoffs. The second down, and it's making headlines today. As soon as the hit happened, I was like, yeah, this may. This may not be too good. It got announced today that Jalen Hurts officially has a right shoulder sprain. Um, that's what happens when you put your quarterback in a position that can run. You know, it's funny because during this game, I'm sitting here talking about how reliable and how tough and how strong Jalen Hurts is. But, you know, you see it with all the all the best quarterbacks, running backs in any position in the league. They're all susceptible to injuries. So now we're heading into a week uh, against Dallas big division opponent um, with a hurt quarterback. And it may be up to Gardner Minshew to, to come in and, and, and get us a number one seed. So that's obviously a down is when you put your quarterback in a position where he has to run, you design runs and you get him, you know, the ball as much as you can. That's just going to be a part of it. So um, in my opinion, it's, it's not a good down. So why don't we actually just kind of transition over to the Jalen hurts injury. It's a little bit fresh. I think it's, it's not good it happened, but it's good for the podcast to kind of get some fresh takes from it. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, do you think he's going to play? Do you think it's just because he's the MVP frontrunner, right? Well, maybe not now anymore. Um, but the news is breaking this. The the <coughs> Vegas stat lines are going absolutely nuts. I mean, what do you guys think about it? Ali, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you what what I saw at the stadium, which is as soon as he got popped like that, the whole stadium, you could just hear it go in a collective like, ooh, yeah. right? Like it just did not look like it felt good. Um, and I think that was the play that, that Jordan Mailata was actually referencing when he said, you know, when he got hit pretty hard, I told him to stay down. He said, you know, pick me the F up, right? Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, again, a testament to his toughness that he was able to get back up and, and continue playing after that. But no, I, I think he's playing. I, I think he's too tough of a dude. I think he's he's got that winner's mentality. And and frankly, I mean, we need him. I don't think we can get it done against Dallas with Gardner Minshew, to be honest. Um, so he's, he, yeah, and Andrew, I, I want to hear your thoughts. But just to echo, since Ali just said it, um, read this from from Cody Benjamin on Twitter. Um, who's a nobody. He just has a little blue check mark. So I guess it's somebody important, but it said orthopedic source on Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts injury. If it is a shoulder sprain, which you're confirming it is, that's 10 to 14 days of rest would be most likely recommended, but it's most likely a matter of pain tolerance. 
The risk of playing early is just prolonging full healing, knowing Hurts a one-game absence may be the max. My opinion, we're going to see Jalen Hurts on Saturday. I know everyone's talking against it. Andrew, I hope you're you're going against the grain here. Um, But I think Jalen Hurts is going to be – I think he will be he will be suited up on Saturday night playing and starting the game. I'm looking at some team comparisons right now. Right now, the Dallas Cowboys are second in football in pass yards. Oh, I'm sorry. They're the second best team against in allowing pass yards. So they are the second best team against the pass. On the other hand, they are 24th against the run. I do not mind one bit if Jalen Hurts sits. Mm-hmm. I, from what I read, it's his, it's his non-throwing shoulder, which is great. Um, I read the same thing. It's like a matter of tolerance. I saw maybe like 10 to 14 days to really fully recover. The Cowboys are coming off of a heartbreaking defeat. The Eagles are obviously enemy number one in the league. This game opened up before it was announced that Hurts might not play. Dallas was favorited. They were a one and a half point favorite. I just looked it up. I think USA Today. The line opened at one and a half. I think this game already had the potential to be a Dallas win. I hate to say it. And I think we're actually in a better mindset of there is less pressure. There is less expectation. And it is more embarrassing if Dallas loses this game to Gardner Minshew. I want Minshew to play. And I want to beat them with Gardner Minshew. And the only thing that I don't want to be affected is Jalen Hurts' chances of winning the MVP because he misses one or even two games. Because he still, we'll, we'll get into the odds, but I think that that's horse poop that he dropped as much as he did. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> I think that if Jalen Hurts is absent and the Eagles win, it just goes to show that maybe the system is is setting up Minshew to be successful because without the most valuable player there, if you don't win the game, I think by design, it takes a lot less of the um the ump, the the feeling that he's really the MVP, which is definitely based off stats, but also the narrative around there, right? We saw what happened when quarterbacks, when when frontrunner MVPs go down and the backups go on and take them to new heights and win championships. That will not be the case. The 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 comparison for Wentz and Hurts and their injuries are are two totally different things. But no, this is more like Jeff Garcia coming in and, and winning but, a playoff but, game. And then here's the second part. And Ali is shaking his head no, so I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Um, you said it takes a lot of pressure off here. The NFL is a very momentum-based game. We cannot let off the gas here. We have the opportunity to embarrass our rivals on their turf on a game where I think this may be more televised than any Thanksgiving game on, on Christmas Eve with a chance to clinch the number one seed. After we clinch the number one seed, sure, sit him against the sit him against the the the, the Saints. That's fine. I know like the, the timeline doesn't really work, but, but sit him against the Saints. You lose that game. You start hearing the national media. Everyone, no, take it now. I, I don't want this whole, oh, well, we can lose and still be fine. That's, that's BS. Win it now. Win it this weekend. Do it. Ali, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. I think you, you win it now. If he's got a rest for seven or 14 days, then we've got 
the Saints. We've got the Giants right after that. And we've got a first round bye in the playoffs. Give the man give the man a whole month off, let alone, you know, just a week. Um, but in the back of my mind, all that narrative of, yeah, but the Eagles beat our backup Cooper Rush when he came into Philly. Oh, dude. I mean, imagine if Minshew comes in our backup and goes and beats him. I mean, I, granted, right? Like, the, I, I don't want the MVP to get taken away from Hertz over a silly injury like that. Um, like Gardner Minshew when I feel like when we brought him in, you know, it was mustache mania. He was still very popular from his time with Jacksonville, which, Oh wait, the team that just beat Dallas. So there's always a fun little connection. If we want to make them love. And now it's reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking best. Gardner Minshew has not done we haven't needed him to do anything. So there he hasn't had much attention at all. I could see him literally just being this like he he already has the makeup of somebody that Philadelphia would just latch on to because he's kind of like a quirky, you know, he's got the outfits, he's got the stash, he's got a he's got some swag. If he went on the road on Christmas Eve and beat Dallas, there would be t-shirts. It, it like and that's all he would ever need to do in Philadelphia. And like he can just boom, take a back seat. And and that's it, right off into the sunset. And also, I want the last game of the season to mean something. So if that means, like, I, I don't, I obviously I want the buy. That is super duper important. But I don't want multiple weeks of. I know resting and recovery is very important, but I I need this team to be fresh. So look, I'm still not planning on losing this week, even with a backup quarterback. But I'm saying, but if we if I'm not even gonna say that, but. I want the last game of the season to still matter, and that way we can still keep our guys fresh. But Drew, the, the last the last game of the season is the Super Bowl, man. Come on now. <laughs> the but I, honestly, I, I, I even though I'd love to see it, Gardner Minshew isn't beating Dallas on their turf, man. Like let's he let's doesn't be need honest. to just run the ball, just run the but, ball. But, but, all but day. that doesn't play into what Gardner Minshew does. He's not this RPO, this guy that's getting. He, 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 He's, he won't be the Eagles' top rusher the, the week before. It, it, it Rely does, on it, Jason Kelsey to point, and he knows. And then just just give it to let Miles do his thing. Just give it. Just just let the run game do what we did last year. Just run the ball to death. What's the worst that could happen? I hear that. And listen, I wouldn't. <laughs> I just to, to me, it is just so important. Again, it's just going back to my original point of striking when the iron is hot. It is our for the taking on a huge stage against a huge opponent, especially when Micah Parsons is on a podcast the week before talking Mm. about Philly. They -hmm. weren't even ready for Jacksonville. They've been ready on us. Don't give them this this benefit. (laughs) It's going to be an awful day in social media land. It will be worse if Jalen Hurts plays and and they beat us, which I don't think will happen. I think this this plus six, that's what the line's at now, a six-point underdog. Bro, we embarrassed these guys before. Like, I just, I, 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 I don't see it now. Interestingly enough, it does look like that uh, Odell Beckham is going to sign with the Cowboys, which it does add another layer of complexity. Ty Hilton did sign with the Cowboys last week and did not play, so, so there are some new things that may that may be happening in this dynamic to get him some, uh, you know, power uh, on the on the um, on the on the receiving core, but. We, we, if there's a chance that Hurts can play and we can win this game, we don't have to throw the ball a thousand times. It's okay if we don't air it out 20 yards. 
I think just with the RPO threat, it, it will stun the it will stun the Cowboys. And and I don't see us. I, I don't know if we lose this game. Do you think that the Eagles would try to then protect Hertz from further injury, and then we would be less likely to run the RPO? And or maybe Dallas thinks that we're less likely, like Tua, when Tua first got over the head injuries. He went three or four games of not running at all. I think the past two games he started to be a little bit more mobile. So if Dallas knows that, you know, Jalen's playing with a bum shoulder, what's going to make them bite on those plays where where Jalen would Nick have? Nick Sirianni's too aggressive to do that. And then if let's right. just say we start the first half where Hertz doesn't run at all and they sell out, you know, Nick's going to come back in the second half and run it down their throats. And not, that's just that's Nick's coaching style. He's petty. He's going to be able to see that. He's going to do whatever it takes to win games. I, I don't even think we're going to be sitting our starters on, on week 18 against the the Giants because Nick wants to ensure that we are like scorching the earth with with everyone. So I just think that's against Nick's MO. I don't see him and doing J- that. And, and Jalen's a tough dude, man. I, I don't see him in there, you know, not willing to put his body on the line every single play. And this isn't like this isn't an actual like injury where something's broken. Aaron right. Rodgers is playing with a with a broken thumb, literally a broken thumb, where he's wincing in pain at at, at every throw. Right? Um, it would have been better if it was you know Hertz's uh, left shoulder, right? I think it would be a non-issue, but I think he's in, man. I think he's in. I just think it's making big stories because he he was the front runner for MVP. It's oddly enough uh, now Patrick Mahomes who almost lost to the Titan uh, Texans in overtime this week played really poor is now the the MVP front runner this year. Yeah, Are we overhyping uh, this award? I don't think we're overhyping the award. I do think we're we're not being fair, right? Because it was only a matter of a weeks ago where the the score was a little too close for comfort when we were playing the Texans and everyone kind of looked at us like, "What? Well, what? Maybe the Eagles aren't that good because the Texans are a little they're they're in within sniffing distance of us, but then you got teams like Dallas who almost lose to the Texans. You got teams like the Chiefs who almost lose to the Texans, and now it's like, oh well, Texans. Andrew, maybe Andrew is- loves himself some Texans, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the Chiefs almost lose to to the Texans, then then it's a wash because then it's the same thing as the Eagles. So you can't even use that as a measuring stick between Hertz and Mahomes. So if you're not, mm. if you got to take that away, and we're just looking at record. Then I don't. I still don't understand how it's a competition. And like again, the game that we lost had nothing to do with Jalen. So it's I. I can't really see an argument other than yeah, Mahomes is like a generational awesome player, and I'm sure that you know their losses aren't on him either. But who who have they lost to? And I I, I want to say they lost to maybe the Steelers or they lost to they like, lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Colts. That Colts loss looks pretty weird now. Uh, and the Bills, they lost to the Bills. Okay, so they lost to Miami, and the Bills are both very good. I think teams. I think it was Miami. I'm pretty sure it was. Miami. Okay, so that's that helps. I will say that helps Mahomes a little bit because those are almost those are no uh, slouches. Almost lost to the Broncos last week. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Andrew? Are we are it, are we overhyping this MVP award, or do you think it deserves to be like this big talked about award? I guess it's just hard. It's a it's hard to answer. Like I don't feel like I'm overhyping it. Like I want to see Hertz win it, and it actually 
it probably means more to me than it does to Hertz. I don't think he cares as long as they win the Super Bowl. And yes, ultimately, that is all that matters. But like I was I was pretty bummed out when Joel Embiid didn't win MVP last year. It's mm. like I guess because we don't I don't know like who was the last Philadelphia Eagle to win MVP. I I don't know if we've had anyone and again Wentz was in the conversation. McNabb never won an MVP. Uh so like it's not something that Philadelphia has seen and and I'm I don't want to continue to see the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and the Patrick Mahomes and you know Josh Allen I don't I don't know if he's actually won one yet and he'll have his day too I I just uh, if we're just looking at this season so far and even if Jalen misses one game or or two games I would it would hurt my feelings honestly it would hurt my feelings if Jalen no pun intended if, if Jalen Hurts didn't win the MVP and again it's not a huge deal but I I just want justice, you know? I want what's fair. Well, but going back to the the comment about Minshew, though, if Minshew goes in and beats the Cowboys, it pretty much cements that Hurts isn't winning the MVP. That's kind of how I feel, too. But what if the Eagles win that game and it's just because Minshew is able to make like a big play or two or convert a third down when he needs it? But otherwise, it's really just the blocking and the run game and the defense. Again, Again, if you're able to win a game without your most valuable player, then he may not have been the most valuable player. It's kind of, I mean, Wentz had a, a stellar year, and then our backup came in and won the Super Bowl. And then he did the same thing again the next year and took us to a couple of rounds in the playoffs. So to me, when I, when I look at that season, I wonder if it truly was Wentz or if the team was just that stacked, kind of like Brock Purdy is going into a great system he may not be that good, but he's making—he's not making any mistakes in the process. Hmm. I guess, yeah, it's a good point, and I—I I guess it makes me just think of, you know, quarterbacks like Mac Jones, or I—I I don't know. I—I I guess to me, it's like there needs to be some sort of skill on the—you know—the quarterback needs to have some skill. I, I don't really buy this system where you can just kind of put people in and they're going to succeed. Although it's—it's it's really tough to argue. So I, I don't know much about the Patriots week to week scheme. I know that I don't think Mac Jones is all that. So I guess my question is, is it a Mac Jones thing? Like, could could they pull if Brock Purdy was on the Patriots, would the Patriots be better? Or is Brock Purdy just doing well because he is playing in San Francisco? I think it's the latter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you take Brock Purdy. Well, no, I think you take Brock Purdy out of San Francisco and replace him with another NFL quarterback. I think that other NFL quarterback is still successful. Gotcha. That's fair. Yeah, also just pulling up some stats here. Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Patrick Mahomes are third tied for the most amount of interceptions thrown this year at 11. Jalen Hurts with five, and two of them came. I know interceptions aren't going to be the only thing, um, but – you know, thinking about this week too. So let's get back on the on the Cowboys for a little bit. Dak Prescott has only played nine games and has already thrown eleven interceptions. So on average, he has a better chance of throwing an interception versus not. All those other quarterbacks I listed played fourteen games with eleven interceptions as well. Um, I think that we will absolutely dominate Dallas here, and I don't like saying it because these games are always different. But we've shown that we can stop the run. Prescott is not a running threat anymore. And he's throwing multiple interceptions per game, right? 
did, it feels like did, it did feels you just like have that Jack... did you just have that flashback of when his when his ankle was twisted like an L when I said he's not a running <laughs> oh threat anymore? <laughs> oh lord. No, I just uh it looks like he, he runs with tight hamstrings. That's how yeah. he looks when he runs. Yeah, he's like running on his tippy toes. Yeah, it's kinda weird. That hits a little too close to home, guys. You guys know I have very tight hammies and I run like Dak. Stretching helps. <laughs> So what do you guys think for this weekend? What do you think that what do you think this game's going to come down to? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking You know, it's interesting. I, I think that we are so much more well-rounded and a better team Agreed. than Dallas, but it is a little difficult to argue where they they are successful. Um, you know, the Eagles right now, so they dropped to second overall in the entire league in in points scored per game. So we're averaging about 29 and a half. Dallas is putting up points too. I think a lot of that is a little stunted from that. I don't know, stunted, whatever. Is a little bit skewed from that week against uh, the Colts, where they just completely, you know, blew them out of the out of the park. But the, but Dallas is averaging twenty eight points a game. So what I'm really looking for is I want to see our defense show up. I think that this is a solid offense. Tony Pollard, like I know Zeke might not be vintage Zeke, but he and Tony Pollard are doing We're, good things yeah, on the ground things, yeah. and we have seen the Eagles struggle at times against the run. Uh, and Dallas is not a one dimensional team. We've seen some one dimensional teams in recent weeks. We've seen the Titans where they're just, they lean very heavily on Derrick Henry. We've seen, um, you know, even just this past week, uh, the bears really don't have a passing attack. And so it's really just try to contain Justin Fields, which, Hey, we had six sacks and he lost 61 yards on those sacks. So we did a good job. I really want to just see us keep Dallas. Honestly, I think if we can keep them under 25, we can win this game. Um, I think we are more than able to, but I do think that Dallas is going to be hungry after losing a really heartbreaking game. And they've already lost to us once this season. So there's so much into just like a mindset and the energy going into a game. And that's why even when the line opened up, when Dallas was favorited, it's just... We're so not used to seeing the Eagles being underdogs, and I, it that worries me. That worries me. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I regardless, I just think that this is going to be a great test for our defense against a team that can do things in multiple ways offensively. Yeah, I think it's going to really boil down to me is who's going to be starting in that quarterback position. I think if it's going to be Gardner Minshew, it's going to have to be a game where we totally rely on our defense. You're absolutely right. We need to hold them under 25 points and maybe squeak out something. If we do end up winning that game, I say it's probably something close like 24-27 field goal last minute sort of like thing. Truthfully, though, I think we get something going with with Jalen, which you know last year Jalen's performance in Dallas was awful. It was really, really, really bad. But I think Jalen's been pretty good in these primetime games. He's really shown up. Um, I think it's going to be another 30-plus game for us, and I think the defense will feed off of it. And I think because Jalen will be leading the team and because they'll see that he's a warrior, they're going to play better. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of Dallas's big chunk plays been these – you know, wheel routes that go over the the cornerback and big play. It just doesn't happen with us. It, right. It's just, it really doesn't. I think we're going to be able to get to Dak where he's just going to have to be throwing these short balls to, to Dalton Schultz and these checkdowns down the middle. I don't think it's going to be a big explosive game. Mind you, if Odell Beckham 
joins and plays on Saturday, which probably is too soon. T.Y. Hilton's, a, you know, an outlier there. I, I, this team would be great in 2016. I know, right? Yeah, seriously, right? Um, I think that we throw uh, Slay on CD. You throw is Gallup still playing? You throw Bat- Bradbury. Like I, th- I think we'll, I think we'll be okay. So. All of that to say, I think the defense will play better as a result of the energy that Jalen's going to give. So I'm actually going to do a pretty bold prediction. I'm going to say Eagles 32, and I'm going to say Dallas 17. It's going to be a bloodbath, and I will be unbearable. (laughs) I will be unbearable. (laughs) All right. Uh, 31-17. 32-17. 32-17. Yeah, I'm like in a lower scoring game, which I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just leaning a little bit lower. Let's go. Man, I don't want to take. I, uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm going 24-23 Dallas. Okay. That's and I fair. hate I hate myself hey, for it's it. It's fair. It's I'm fair. I, I hate I, I hate you too for it, but it's fair. It's fair. It's 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 fair. And is that is that assuming that Jalen's starting or Gardner's starting? Because I think you're pretty adamant that Gardner Minshew will be starting. And if, if that's the case, then that's very close to what I predicted as well. If Gardner Minshew starts, then we are winning 43. Jalen is also the MVP. It. They don't have enough tape on Minshew, so Dallas won't even know what's coming, you know? So it's, that's why. A- Andrew's like, oh, and by the way, Jalen's also the MVP. <laughs> But they don't need him. They don't need him. <laughs> All right, Ali. Um, honestly, I think this the key to this game uh, is going to be making sure I get to the stadium on time early enough to be able to see the players again. Um, and cheering my. Did you hear what happened, to Andrew? Did you hear that? I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. So, so <laughs> let me get this straight. Alex goes to that crap building of MetLife Stadium a couple weeks ago and then you go and you freeze your little ninnies off in in Chicago and now it's just like why not head to Dallas you guys are this is awesome like we have legitimate on the field coverage tell me more tell me more how did you when did you get tickets uh I got tickets I want to about a week and a half ago when I realized this game was going to be either for the division or for the, uh, for the number one seed. And so I, how uh, many, how many away games have you been to this year? Cause I think you, Oh, you went that the Minnesota game, the was Minnesota, Minnesota Green. Dallas game. Yeah. This Minnesota, is going to be the, the second Dallas game that I go to. I might, that's, Ooh, that's it's, so cool. I, I feel a little, I feel a little weird, kind of awful. It's almost Just, like you're a fan. Oh, don't you, Ever, ever put that evil on me <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting man i am so excited to hear oh, about awesome. your about your experience definitely take some videos and show them back with us yeah so so andrew um what do you think i should wear should i wear an eagles jersey or should i wear an ugly christmas sweater eagles eagles ugly christmas sweater considering ha- it's going to be christmas eve do you have an ugly eagles christmas sweater I mean, it's uh, gorgeous. Is that even a question? Is that even a question? Is that a real thing? Is there such thing as an ugly eagle sweater? Because Absolutely. that doesn't make any sense to me. That's like jumbo shrimp. It does, it, You're how right. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's an, it's an ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> it's like jumbo shrimp. Eagles edition. If you have anything that is a mixture of festive 
and Eagles, then now's the time to, to be, right. be rocking. Are you trying to get on that camera on Sunday night or sa- Sunday? No, Saturday, Saturday. night football. Is- uh, I mean, that would be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. I'm going to be uh, in one of the end zones. Um, so that's going to be fun. Oh, so like you're going to illegally, you'll just be chilling in the end zone. Just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I might I might jump into the uh, Salvation Army tub. <laughs> yeah, the, ca- the, the cauldron. <laughs> the cauldron <laughs> hopefully you won't get zeke butt sweat on your face when he's jumping in there uh, here's a guy that just took it upon himself to jump in the salvation bucket he's now look at he... look at this fan he jumped from the end zone stands into the salvation bucket and got zeke butt sweat on his face you know what maybe i'll go join him man <laughs> <laughs> ali, ali what's uh, what's your score prediction uh, I think this is going to be a, a relatively close game, man. I think we're going to eke it out. It's going to be 27-24. The Cowboys are going to have the ball at the end with a chance to to either score or tie the game, and we all know what happens when the Cowboys get that chance. They blow yeah. it. Yep. All, all right. right. All right. Put it on the board. Speaking of Dallas and speaking of putting it on the board Alex, swing it! Underdog picks for the week. Come on, Alex, Alex, Let Alex! Me. Come on, give it to me, Alex! Give it to me. Give it well to me. done, well done, well done, well done, good sir. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for us. Congratulations to us all. Thank you. Alex uh, successfully selected the Jacksonville Jaguars, who mounted a beautiful. What was it? Twenty-seven, ten. They were the Cowboys were up 27 10, I believe, and the Jaguars come back, end up winning 40 to 34. Alex, you rode your boy, Dougie P. You get four points. Woo-hoo! That puts you in the lead. Uh, uh, Ali and myself were not successful. I took Miami over the Bills, which was a loss. And Ali took the Falcons, who almost came back to beat the Saints. But alas, Alex leads 13 to my six. To Ali's four, which you know Ali literally just started uh, five minutes ago, so so he's still doing pretty well for himself. What do you say we uh, we 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 swing it some more? Um, who wants to go first? I am going to start because when I start it. first, so I'm actually going to pick a pretty dramatic one. Um, I really like the Raiders over the Steelers. Um, mm. But I'm actually going with I think the second largest spread this week. I think there's something to be said about a rookie that comes in. The national media is hyping you up a little bit. You think you can't be beat. You get a little bit too confident. Then boom. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to lose to the Washington Commanders. Seven and a half point underdog. The Commanders defense is surprisingly decent. I think Taylor Heineke's got that dog in him. Uh, I know I, it sounds me weird, you know, rooting for for someone in our division, but I, I, I kind of like Taylor Heineke. I like his story. I think this is the the game Brock Purdy has shown why he was Mr. Irrelevant in the draft and the last overall pick. I think it's great. I have 49ers fans. Wish him the best. Certainly want to see Brock Purdy, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a QB dilemma here at the end of the game. So give me the, the commanders, the seven and a half point favorites. Mm, 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 mm. I think that that is going to be I feel like that's just going to be like a low scoring like grinded out game yep I so agree. I, th- I think you have a chance to maybe come up on maybe the lucky side of things yeah. um 
I'm going to throw mine out here. The Patriots game caught my eye. Right now, the Patriots, they're a home underdog right now. Three and a half points against the Bengals. The Bengals, I'm sorry, the Bengals. The Bengals are coming off of back-to-back wins. Uh, They beat the Chiefs two weeks ago, and then they just came back against Tampa Bay uh, this week to win. So I think that they're due for... I think they're they're due for a little bit of a mishap because they've been a little bit inconsistent this year. So going on the road against the Patriots, I think will be tough for them. Uh, and the Patriots are struggling. They just lost the game they shouldn't. So I think that this is a nice bounce back situation. Give me the Patriots. Uh, so they're three and a half point underdog, which would be a four pointer. I need it. That's my pick. Love it. And Ali, what do you got here? So I like what I saw out of Justin Fields yesterday. And I think, (laughs) and I think based on the experience that the Bears have playing Jalen Hurts, who's a relatively dynamic quarterback, should give them that little bit of a a prompt on how to deal with Josh Allen. So I'm going to take the Bears, who are an eight and a half point home underdog against the Bills. Well, I have to push back a little bit here. Um, If there is one team that can play in 19 degree weather. I think it's the Buffalo Bills. So too late. You already picked it. <laughs> picked it. All right, Andrew, send us home. Guys, thanks for listening. 13 and one. It's been a fun weekend of sports. I'm looking forward to some Saturday football. I'm looking forward to uh, to a nice holiday weekend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy. It is Hanukkah right now. Uh, so happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. Um, what other holidays can we wish happiness to? Everyone, man. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Is, is there a happy Kwanzaa? I don't. I'm not familiar. There's a, definitely a happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Not like a sad. Yeah, you don't have a sad Kwanzaa, so might as well have a happy one. Merry Kwanzaa. <laughs> so happy all of the things. Go birds. Let's get another birds. W this weekend in Dallas. Oh my goodness, it's going to be freaking. It's going to be exciting. Thanks for winging it with us. We'll see you next week. Go birds. Yeah.